Welcome to the Winning Drive Podcast, where Parkland USA employees discover the tools, strategies, and resources to increase safety, productivity, and success. Here's your host, Ben Fanning. Big episode today, everyone. We have a special episode with Dave Gurney, all about protecting yourself in a criminal ambush or riot. You'll discover the top concern that you should have during riots or protest, the Parkland plan to keep drivers away from mobs, what you should do if a flash protest erupts while you're driving, emergency procedures you should know in case of a criminal ambush, the steps you should take when trouble arises and you are out of your truck in the middle of a delivery. Driver safety is a top priority for Parkland. Planning before entering areas where protests have occurred, are occurring, or might occur is a crucial team effort. Drivers and dispatchers must get into the habit of making smart, well-planned decisions concerning routes and stops every day, and any action that our professional drivers take, even in self-defense, can and will be looked at and investigated by law enforcement, the media, and the public at large. Failure to follow both the law and good judgment can lead to civil and criminal penalties beyond injuries sustained. So make sure you check out today's episode and maybe even listen to it twice. Before we jump into the episode, let's get to the news of the week. Welcome to Conrad and Bischoff. We officially closed with them last week and now they form the official fourth rock called the Pacific Northwest Rock. Based in Idaho, they have about 400 employees. Glad you're part of the Parkland team. And Parkland Pledge is back. Parkland Pledge is our community giving program. Parkland gives money starting at $250 and extending up to $500 depending on years of service for employees to donate to nonprofits and charities that mean the most to them. Look for more details on Parkland Path. Sign up is easy and it makes a real difference to your community. Hey Dave, welcome back to the Winning Drop Podcast. Great to be with you again, Ben. Yes, yeah, good to be here with you today, sir. We're tackling a big one, a sensitive one, and an important one. Protecting yourself in a riot or criminal ambush. Man, oh man, what a big topic. So why should truck drivers be concerned about riots and protests? All of us should, but as you know, Ben, in the United States of America, people have a constitutional right to gather and peacefully protest. But in some circumstances, peaceful protests morph into riots of opportunity, crime, or other violent situations, which could present a danger to our professional drivers and the public at large. We're seeing more and more these days, and that's why I think that it bears discussion in our podcast. Safety is a top priority here at Parkland. Therefore, planning before entering areas where protests have occurred, are occurring, or are scheduled to occur later is crucial. Parkland drivers, dispatchers, and transportation managers have to stay in the habit of making smart, well-planned decisions concerning routes and stops every day. Can I tell a brief story? Yeah, let's hear it. An example of a dangerous protest situation occurred on May 31st, 2020, when a driver for Keenan Advantage, a trucking company that most of us are familiar with, unintentionally drove into a crowd of thousands of protesters on I-35 West in Minneapolis. The driver, whose name is Bogdan, fortunately didn't hit anyone. 
but after he came to a stop, he was forcibly removed from his cab and beaten by some of the protesters until some of the other protesters stepped in and shielded, shielded him until police could arrive. Even peaceful protests can transition very quickly into situations which may pose a danger to Parkland and its drivers, as evidenced by Bogdan's case. People act differently in crowds, and that's why we call them mobs. The fact that Bogdan was driving a tanker also introduced a very important consideration. The tanker happened to be empty, but had it not been, it could have led to a very tragic situation if any hazmat spilled, ignited, or exploded. Drivers have to understand that any actions they take, even in self-defense, can and will be looked at and investigated by law enforcement, the media, and the public at large, perhaps even as a political stunt to generate votes. Failure to follow both the law and a duty to moral decency can lead to civil and criminal penalties to both the driver and to Parkland writ large. For these reasons, Parkland requires its drivers to follow formal policies and procedures to preserve their safety, as well as the communities that we serve through smart planning, professional conduct, and calm, collected crisis action. Remember what I told you four podcasts ago? Curb your ego, but better yet, yeah. don't expose it to mobs. <laughs> when, yeah. when driving a commercial vehicle, our people are faced with unexpected challenges, some of which are safety concerns. Commercial drivers have experienced incidents of robberies and hijackings, among other crimes. This is an area of great concern for CDL drivers because these stories make the evening news and they're hard to ignore. Understandably, drivers want to be able to protect themselves while they're on the road, especially because they may be spending extended periods alone. Many drivers have difficulty finding a good parking spot and are sometimes forced to stay in unfamiliar remote places at night. This would be worrisome for anyone, and this is why planning isn't an option. Well, so what's what's Parkland's plan to keep drivers away from mobs? Well, um, we really break our plans into two segments, pre-trip planning and actions while underway. First, let me talk about planning. We always avoid potentially dangerous routes. Everyone, including dispatchers, drivers, and other supervisors, have to check for and monitor any scheduled or ongoing political events at or near receiving points, delivery points, or the route in between these points. Where possible, dispatchers should route trucks to avoid these areas, obviously. If a driver notices that a load is heading in the direction of a protest or riot, they should notify the dispatcher immediately and seek alternate routes. Some people don't know what's going on around them. We also plan to avoid vulnerabilities. Where possible, deliveries in dicey areas should be made during the day. If parking at night is required, we only park in well-lit, safe areas. We have to consider road closures, too. If a route brings our drivers through an area that has seen recent protests, they should confer with a dispatcher or designated transportation supervisor to ensure interstates, highways, and other roadways along the route remain open and the area they're delivering to is safe. We should always be doing professional pre-trip inspections, but they're especially critical during civil unrest in order to eliminate maintenance breakdowns from the risk equation. Hmm. Make sure any trailer locking and lacking, latching mechanisms are functioning properly. Um, let's turn our attention to considerations while underway. First, communication. Drivers and dispatchers have to maintain regular communications to provide and receive 
travel updates in accordance with the ROC's journey management or communications policies. If a protest is encountered, drivers need to promptly communicate the location of the protest to dispatch. We've got other drivers out there too. Second, vigilance. Not all protests, demonstrations, or public gatherings will be publicly announced before drivers begin their route, or even during. Drivers should be aware of their surroundings and anticipate conditions at destination locations. Exercise elevated caution when in the general vicinity of any large gatherings, protests, or demonstrations. Even if it's just a Girl Scout cookie parade, keep an eye on them. If you're (laughs) alert, you should be able to see masses of people far enough in advance to act before being surrounded. Third, alternate routes. If a driver comes upon an area that appears to be a protest or a riot, he or she should pull over as soon as safely feasible and contact dispatch to find another route. Don't continue into the protest or crowd if you're unsure what's happening. It's better to take a little more time and be safe than end up in a situation where you or your equipment is vulnerable to attack. Dave, Dave, does that include a, a what we call a flash protest? That's a flash mob. Yes. A flash mob. Is that what is that the situation where you're just I mean, you're well, you're just driving along and boom, this this thing was totally unanticipated. Yes, and in those circumstances, oil and fuel companies are especially lucrative targets for ideological and dangerous practical reasons. The final thing is uh, calling ahead. Dispatchers should consider contacting designated customers in anticipation of our driver's arrival. A courtesy call to a client in an area suspected of civil unrest can be a valuable source of information. I should also mention one other thing roadblocks. Be sensitive to non-traditional forms of roadblocks. Protesters and rioters can make their own makeshift roadblocks with stolen cars parked to block a roadway, causing other drivers to stop and increase the attention that these miscreants seek. You know, one of the things that really strikes me is, um, is that the drivers have got a real, I think it's like, it's just a great thing that they're working for Parkland because I think one of the underlying messages is, hey, you're not alone. These can be very bad situations, but you've got to know how to use your team, like your dispatcher, right? To con- yes. contact them, work with them. I mean, if you were going through this alone, it would be so much more stressful and, I mean, could just be a really difficult situation. But if you rely on your team and you work with them as proactively as possible, you can get through this stuff safely. And you, you mentioned flash protests. I'd like to follow up on that a little bit more. Yeah, okay. Um, what should drivers do if they suddenly find themselves in one of these just sudden impromptu protests? Um, the first step is to try to de-escalate. If, if we unexpectedly run across a protest, a riot, or a crowd, we have to minimize our involvement in the situation. As safely as possible, drive away from the event to avoid any personal or property damage. Don't under any circumstances purposefully drive into a crowd, attempt to injure any protesters, or escalate the situation in any way. Trust me on this. Second, lock your doors. Keep them locked and take your seatbelt off if you expect an attack and can't drive away. 
If your doors don't automatically lock, get into the habit of doing it manually, especially the passenger side door. Third, stay in your truck. Don't exit the vehicle until you're out of harm's way and it's reasonably safe to do so. If harm to you is imminent, however, and if there's a safe avenue of egress, exit the vehicle as long as you're not carrying hazmat bulk or packaged. It's sometimes better to be on foot than trapped inside a cab if you're under imminent threat of physical violence. Size up the situation carefully and choose wisely. Parkland USA is looking for other great drivers just like you, and we are paying you for it. We have an employee referral program that pays drivers for any leads that become drivers for us. Have a friend or family member with a CDL license who'd like to come work for Parkland? Please pass their name and contact information to your dispatcher and people in culture manager. If they get hired, you get paid up to a few thousand dollars depending on the area of the country. You are listening to the Winning Drive Podcast. Now back to the show with your host, Ben Fanning. So what emergency procedures should all the drivers know about in advance of a criminal ambush? Well, think about parking, unnecessary stops, and confidentiality. Your load could be a target. Be smart about where you park your truck and tell and about telling others what you're hauling. Most people don't know what those placards mean. Avoid making unnecessary stops. And conduct an external assessment. When exiting the cab is necessary or prudent, each driver should consider the external environment prior to exiting the cab. If danger is perceived or if you're exposed to unnatural large gatherings, whether or not protests are occurring, abort delivery operations and contact dispatch. Remember to secure the vehicle. Always keep doors locked and windows closed. Don't leave keys in unattended vehicles. And think about hazmat. If you're calling hazmat, call 911 immediately. Stay on the phone, relaying all the events occurring. Be prepared to identify your location and tell first responders what you're transporting. This can help law enforcement protect you and everyone in the vicinity of the hazmat. Consider cab ventilation. This is important. Crack your windows and turn off the ventilation system when it's appropriate. Windows that are down about three-eighths to half an inch are harder to break than a window that's tightly closed. Turn off your ventilation system to prevent smoke or tear gas in the air from rapidly getting into your cab. And use your drive cam and tell it what you're seeing. Information recorded can help law enforcement and insurance agencies. When doing this, it's a good practice to verbally state your current thoughts and feelings in the most professional manner possible. For example, narrating what you're seeing around you and expressing fears for your safety and life are very compelling for juries, especially if you later have to defend yourself. Wow. Yeah, one of the things that comes up, I mean, know your cab, know your truck, I mean, know it in depth. And I think, I mean, and you, you give some great strategies there on how to deal with it and uh, the importance of communication, again, with your team, with 911. I mean, just really great tips there, Dave. That's what so, professionals do. Wait, what? That's what professionals do. Yeah, professional drivers, that's what they do. And so what concrete steps should you take if you're 
out of the truck in that situation and in the middle of a delivery? Well, first, a fresh blast of the obvious. Avoid unnecessary distractions. Be alert while loading or unloading and always be aware of your surroundings. When I, when I say distractions, I include talking on the phone, texting, or doing paperwork. Drivers who find themselves in a situation where they're being attacked outside their trucks, they may not be able to get back to their cabs and it might even be dangerous to try. Use your best judgment and remember, if you need to leave the scene, you must be able to relate the events that happened and prove without a doubt that you feared for your life and were making every effort to avoid property damage or harmful acts to the party or parties that attacked you. When I address civil unrest and attacks during a delivery at driver's meetings, I invariably get asked, can I carry a gun in a commercial vehicle? I'm always very careful when I answer this question and I tell you true, I don't encourage the practice for our drivers. I don't even like to talk about this subject, but there's so much bad information out there that I feel an obligation to protect our drivers with a few basic truths. Mm. First, there is nothing in our employee handbook restricting your constitutional rights. Second, the federal government doesn't have a law against carrying a concealed weapon in a commercial vehicle, but drivers still must obey local laws. Laws for concealed carry for CDL drivers are just like any other profession. Each state has its own DOT regulations on weapons, but not all of them allow firearms. Know your legal environment. In December 2017, the House of Representatives approved a bill called the Concealed Carry Reciprocity Act. As a result, truck drivers' concealed carry permits are valid in all states as long as the driver maintains the required documents at all times. This bill has made it easier for long-haul truck drivers to protect themselves and to feel safe, but that's often an illusion. I've got to be honest with you. This is a very complicated and risky constitutional right. I'm a Marine. I've had extensive weapons training and I've had a concealed carry permit for years. The circumstances under which you can legally discharge a personal firearm are very, very narrow and you shall be required to justify the decision. And even then, you may still become the object of a civil suit even if you acted completely within the law. As Forrest Gump once said, that's all I've got to say about that. <laughs> I thought so you were going to say life's a lot like a box of chocolates. It but is. Yeah, you, you're good to go with that one. So here's my proverbial call to action on this. Yeah, let's hear it. What is the, by the way, y'all, I, I don't know if your mind's like mine, but he pretty much has blew me away with this, uh, with all the information we covered. So this might be worth re-listening to. A lot of good stuff in your day. But yeah, go ahead and wrap this thing up for us. Driver safety is a top priority at Parkland. Planning before entering areas where protests have occurred, are occurring, or might occur is a crucial team effort, just as you have said, Ben. Drivers and dispatchers have to get into the habit of making smart, well-planned decisions concerning routes and stops every single day. Any action that our professional drivers take, even in self-defense, can and will be looked at and investigated by law enforcement, the media, and the public at large. Failure to follow both the law and good judgment can lead to civil and criminal penalties beyond any injuries that you sustain. As always, there is absolutely no substitute for good judgment, and an ounce of avoidance is worth a gallon of emergency procedures. Hmm. 
Great analogy. Well, everybody, we just covered a huge topic. Again, a big one today. Dave, thanks for all of your preparation and leadership on this. I think everyone's going to really benefit. Thank you, Ben. It's always a pleasure. Your health matters. Sitting all day isn't great for our health, and incorporating physical activity into your day helps counteract that. Our motion program is open to all employees and literally pays you to walk. You earn free money by walking a certain number of steps per day. This money is applied to your HSA bank account and can be used directly to pay for any doctor's visits, prescriptions, or anything else you'd use your health insurance for. The maximum amount of money you can earn over the year is $1,100. Many of our employees have lost significant weight, gotten healthier, and even slept better since they joined Motion. Reach out to your dispatcher and people and culture manager for information on how to get started. It's that easy. Thanks for listening to the Winning Drive Podcast. Be on the lookout for a new episode soon.